Welcome to the Daily Objective. We are, of course, continuing with our coverage of the war in Israel. Uh, I'm here with James Valiant today. So a few days ago, James and I uh, discussed uh, Israel's enemy within. We focused on an organization called B'Tselem. Uh, I think we could we could expand it to others. Uh, and uh, today we're going to talk about America's enemy within, who has been, of course, uh, speaking uh speaking on this topic uh over the past couple of weeks we'll get to that in a minute uh some updates from what's going on in israel so there have been uh, uh more rockets than previous days from uh the uh, the north um now uh yeah so the, uh there have been at least 30 uh rockets fired uh some uh or some injuries uh nobody has died as far as uh, has been uh, um, uh, as far as what Israel has said so far now sometimes with soldiers it, it, they don't immediately release um, uh, the details to the press but uh, as of now nobody has died uh, Israel of course retaliates as it does every time they fire rockets Israel bombs something and um, uh, yeah uh, that's it up uh, up north um, there was a, an interesting uh, vote in the European Parliament, uh, a vote to support Israel, which, uh, uh, again, when we talk about uh, today's politicians and their support for Israel, there's a limit to what we can expect. They're, they're not going to say flat in Gaza. We, we'd, love, we'd love to hear that, but Israeli politicians, certainly the ones who make the decision, don't say that. So uh, European American politicians don't say that, or at least not the ones in power uh european politicians of course won't but um uh, this uh this um decision has been uh, this resolution has been passed with a um 500 votes for 21 votes against 24 abstained um uh some of the people who voted for it were uh, members of the socialist party the green party people who don't usually support israel um so this is a uh, uh, this is interesting and part of part of the um uh part of the statements that were were made included um uh you know giving it's always problematic to hear people say Israel has a right to defend itself I don't know why this is something that needs to be stated uh, and it's stated particularly in the case of Israel you don't hear this often um uh, with other countries but that that stated, um, uh, several people said that Israel needs to eliminate Hamas. I think if Israel at this point, with legitimacy or, or you know, support for eliminating Hamas from the European Parliament and, of course, from America, if Israel doesn't do that now, I don't know what uh, you know what what uh, what to say. I, I already don't really know what to say about the way uh, the Israeli government uh, is handling this, at least not in a in the family-friendly language that we try to keep this, uh, the, the content on the channel. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, by the way, on the reality show, we're going to talk about uh, what Gaza should look like after the war, but that is uh, our views and the views of uh, the people who actually decide what Gaza looks like, unfortunately, are not similar. Um, yeah, I think those are those are the major updates. Uh, the, the British Prime Minister is in Israel visiting, showing support. Uh, but yeah, that's not important. Israel, Israel is uh, is uh, you know taking in all these world leaders. I don't know why. You know that I I, I kind of understand. You know this happened after nine eleven in America. 
Uh, I think part of it, I thought at the time, part of it was to kind of uh, um, uh, have some sort of influence over the response so that it's not strong enough. And I definitely think that is the case here. Um, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. When there's press conferences and photo ops, they express support. Uh, what happens behind closed doors, I can only assume is, is you know, there's lip service, uh, I'm sure, for, for support. But then there is, uh, you know, what you mostly what you can't do and what you're not allowed to do and what we're not going to you know support you if you do. So we're, we're going to see how this plays out. I think, uh, um, you know, something will happen in the region soon. It's been it's been too long since um, since the attack. And uh, yeah, I expect that to happen. And when it does, we are going to hear uh, a lot of voices. Uh, and those of you in America will hear the voices of um, at least two uh, congresswomen who are enthusiastic supporters of terrorists. I, I will uh, put it that way. I, I don't think I'm exaggerating, but James Valiant is actually in the United States. He follows politics closely. I don't know how you do it, but you uh, you certainly know them uh, better than I do. So am I, am I uh, exaggerating in my uh, description of them? Well, not one little bit. Not one little bit. You'll notice that just like so many Western major media outlets, from the New York Times to the reprehensible BBC, uh, took immediately the word of Hamas when they said the hospital was intentionally targeted by Israelis. Now, it was absurd on the face of it, as we've discussed on show, these shows. I mean, even if it were uh, from the Israelis, it would certainly have been because the Palestinians put their military stuff precisely under such things. But in this case, it, I have no evidence to say that it was, but they didn't have any evidence that it wasn't. They immediately, and they don't even know where it's coming from, but they immediately take the word of people who just slaughtered babies and burnt children alive. They just, okay. So Elon Omar uh, was tracked down, uh, chased down in the halls of Congress, uh, few days ago by a reporter who's trying, trying to say, what do you think about the killing of babies in Southern Israel? Don't you care about the, the, the beheading of babies? Don't you care about the burning of babies? She runs away from the reporter, refusing to answer the question about the baby killing that had just happened. The hospital explosion happens. She yesterday goes to a rally. She goes to a pro-Palestinian rally, mind you, absolutely blames Israel, clearly and unequivocally blames Israel for intentionally targeting uh, sick babies and newborn babies in a hospital. Now, she's crying these giant crocodile tears about baby killers. That is a psychological confession. That is a psychoepistemological confession that she knew precisely how evil the behavior was that she was defending. She wouldn't be screaming baby killer right now about Israel if she herself wasn't in the back of her head aware of the fact that she's defending baby killers. She, In this world of altruism, we need to out-victim the other victim, right? And in this case, the people she's defending have completely out-victimed her. So in the altruist way of looking at things, she needs to balance things out and show that the Palestinians are even more victims than the Israelis were, because she knows how evil baby killing is. She can't, she, there's no way to justify, there's no honest way, there's no intellectually honest way for her to do this. Now, I'm not going to make psychological claims that she doesn't actually believe this uh, nonsense, because she may have deluded herself, but psychological problems are not inconsistent with total moral dishonesty, and she is clearly dishonest. 
she doubled down on it. She not only yesterday blamed, crying about how Israelis and Americans don't care about babies, how her own president Biden apparently doesn't care about the death of Palestinian babies. There she is crying those dishonest, ugly crocodile tears, ignoring the deaths uh, that happened in Southern Israel, blaming Israel for that. And then today she doubles down on the, on the whole thing, saying that it, she it clearly, within the last few minutes, I understand, she retweeted her tweet, uh, another tweet, where she clearly blames Israel for this. Now, I myself have seen more than one video showing that the rocket originated from Gaza, not Israel. I've seen the video. I've heard the intelligence tape where we hear Palestinians saying, looks like it came from us. Yeah, it looks like it came from us. She has more, as everyone in the world today, has more than enough evidence to know the truth. She's being intellectually dishonest. More than that, with her crocodile tears about baby killing, she's confessing she knows how evil it is. So what she needs to do is, is psychologically put the make the other guy look just as bad or worse while she ignores their aggressive baby killing. Now that's intellectually dishonest. It's a psychological confession. This is a truly evil human being who has all the evidence she needs to know who the bad guys and good guys are. She has all the, if she's complaining about baby killing over here, she knows the evil of baby killing over there and baby killing in general. There is no honest way to square her mind. She is deeply, deeply dishonest, and she is at some level aware that she's defending horrid, horrific atrocities. Now, her colleague, Ilan Omar, said the same thing. Now, mind you, like I say, they could cite Associated Press and BBC and New York Times reports that were totally accepting the Hamas's word on what happened, believing this terrorist, propagating terrorist propaganda, mind you, that they have every reason to know and believe is, prop is terrorist propaganda. That's precisely the strategy, as we've pointed out, Hamas killing their own people. And now Hamas, or it's not Hamas in this case, it's Palestinian Islamic Jihad that did this, but it's Palestinian terrorists that did this and are responsible. And they were continuing an aggressive assault on Israeli civilians with that very rocket blast, that very rocket that they fired. I understand it really hit at the parking lot of the hospital rather than the hospital itself, but the very rocket itself was part of Palestinian aggression against Israel. And she's... Ilan Omar had to sort of sort of walked it back, but she's not as today. Her tweet, where she walked back yesterday's tweet, blaming Israel flat out. She's now said, "Well, we need an investigation." She's not sure what happened. She 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 wants a continued investigation, so she's not offering an apology. She declared, "Oh well, these things happen in the fog of war, and I don't know. I don't know is a dishonest answer. I don't know is a morally rep reprehensible answer." Both of these people are obviously anti-Semitic racists, racists, and how the left puts up with the most explicit racism by members, elected members of their own Congress that defends not only racism but violent racism. It goes on to the, uh, the entire Democratic Party. Hakeem Jeffries, the guy that the Democrats want to be the Speaker of the House, the Democrat leader in the House, said he hadn't seen their tweets. When asked, are you going to do something to sanction these uh, uh, Congresswomen? He said, uh, uh, I hadn't seen their tweets yet. Now, that is morally reprehensible dishonesty in my mind. He's not even looking into these vile defenses of atrocities by elected members of his own caucus in our major legislative body. That's the Democrats' official position. So you want to know what the illness in America is? It's much worse than Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, who are 
scum of the earth, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and have no place in Congress and should be socially canceled in our entire culture, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, shunned as the monsters they are. In, a, in effect, something much worse is happening among the Democrat leadership. The Kareem Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, did denounce Ilan Omar, did denounce uh, Rashida Tlaib. They said it was, she said it was disgusting, but the president hasn't said a word. The president hasn't said a word about these Congress people. In fact, the president a year ago, two years ago, was issuing the highest praise for these ladies. They're admirable. They're passionate fighters for justice. They're intelligent women. They are just great fighters out there, even when they were making horrific anti-Semitic pro-Hamas statements back then. He was praising them. And now he has his press secretary go, go out and say, no, well, what they're saying now is disgusting. Uh, you know what's really disgusting? Disgusting it is when they Biden, my president, is demanding that we feed the enemy with humanitarian aid before he even meets with Israeli officials. The condition that Biden had put on it, the, the meeting, mind you, with Israeli officials, was that we was guaranteed that humanitarian aid would go to Gaza. And then you hear the stupid comment from his uh, foreign, our Secretary of State, uh, Blinken, who, <coughs> who, who said, well, if some of the, you know, the first time Hamas takes that aid, we that will affect the way we give aid. So they're perfectly aware that they're feeding the enemy. Can you imagine Roosevelt telling Winston Churchill, we're not gonna help you in your fight against the Nazis, you know, until Great Britain provides some aid to the civilians in Germany. It's insane. Everybody knows the same logic that, that was used when people say, well, you can't release billions to Iran, to Iran for uh, hostages or oil or anything else by saying it's just for humanitarian aid, uh, right? You know what money is. They can take it from one account and do the other. That kind of logic is not being used here at all. They're perfectly aware that Hamas is going to be supplied and fed but uh, by this humanitarian aid, and yet our government makes it a condition. The other thing is, is that our president is continuing to whitewash because of his own, frankly, appeasement of Iran. He's continuing to whitewash Iran's involvement. Uh, and that is really the disease and ugliness in the United States. Uh, but it comes down to all of those media outlets, Associated Press, the New York Times, uh, on the other side of the pond, the BBC, Sky News, reading and hearing their reports, they immediately take the terrorist position. They assume the terrorists are correct. Against all circumstantial logic, they believe that Israel intentionally targeted a hospital. That's their first thought out of the gate, which reveals everything. They know what a horrific position they're in now. They know that world opinion, if it was objective, would uh, say that they are the monsters, the baby killers. But someone like uh, Rashida Tlaib has to go out there and cry, crocodile tears, Mr. Biden, you don't care about babies. She cares very much that Jewish babies die. And when you, and it's not just the squad, let me just finish one thought. It's not just the squad, it's other Democrats. They've been, the reporters come up to other Democrats and they ask them, well, uh, do you think Israel has, a, you mentioned this before, a right to defend itself? I never said that. Well, then why are you calling for a ceasefire to prevent deaths? No, they want more Jewish deaths. They just don't want any Palestinian deaths. Uh, it is disgusting and reprehensible, and it is not confined to this squad or the, a couple of Congresswomen. There are all the other Democrats in Congress right now who are calling for ceasefire and refusing to even read 
like the Democrat leader of the House, to even read these vile tweets uh, by two of the elected members of his Democratic uh, caucus. But as I say, perhaps the real disease is the kind of moral compromise uh, that we get from Biden saying humanitarian has to go first before he even meets with Israel or covering up Iran. So actually this, um, so uh, first of all, I want to thank our super chatters and, and Marvin uh, sent a few questions. We'll try to get to them. Uh, we always appreciate super chats, but I'm not sure if, if any more questions come in, if we manage to get to all of them today, anything we don't get to today, James will be back soon and uh, uh, we'll answer. Um, then uh, just to say that uh, Equal to Reality says it was uh, Rashida Tlaib who uh, ran from the reporter. Yeah, sometimes it's difficult to tell them apart and not for racial reasons or anything. It's just they're very uh, similar mistaken. in their despicable views. Um, Did I misstate who it was? Uh, you, I think you said it was Ilhan Omar the first time around. But oh, yeah, no, that's... no, no. It was Rashida Tlaib who was running from the press. And then yesterday was at the rally and then today retweeted. Ilhan Omar was the one who tweeted, but then sort of semi-walked back her thing, but still calls for an investigation. Just to be clear, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I uh, I look at, uh, you know, uh, the Labour Party in the UK, which was, of course, run by an anti-Semite supporter of Hamas uh, until recently. But actually, the guy who is now running it, uh, I've been accused of being a supporter of his. I am not. Uh, I do prefer him to his predecessor. And he did get rid of some of, some of the anti-Semites in the party, but not all of them. And you still see uh, tweets by people in that party. So it, it's uh, it's it's interesting to see how the left, uh, the, the kind of um, less despicable people on the left deal with the more despicable people there. And, and um, yeah, it, it's anyway. Let's get to the first super chat. Uh, so Marvin, uh, this is actually, you kind of touched on this, but Marvin says, uh, as evil is impotent, should anger be primarily directed at the irrational evil itself, the terrorists, or those who enable it, the compromisers? What's the role of ridicule towards the impotent of evil? I think ridicule can be a powerful tool, especially when the position can be easily re uh, refuted or shown to be evil or absurd. Um, but uh, obviously both are to blame. I mean, if I were, I was a prosecutor for 18 years. Uh, if there were a conspiracy to commit a crime, uh, we uh, prosecute not only the person who went to the crime scene and shot the victim, let's say, there was a conspiracy to commit a murder. We would also blame those who knowingly acquired the gun for the guy, you know, like Iran is in this case knowingly acquiring guns to attack Israel uh, with uh, is precisely the position of this person. But it would also include other conspirators who helped in the planning, who helped in the execution, who was going out to create moral or, or intellectual confusion about it to try and cover up the crime before it happened. And that's all these apologists for Hamas. They are all guilty, all of them, morally guilty. Morality, as Ayn Rand teaches, begins with our mind the honest use of our mind, the choice to think. These people have more than enough data to know that they are wrong. More than that, they're confessing that they know how evil baby killing is with all their crocodile tears, frankly. And so the, the position is inherently dishonest. They cannot be intellectually honest. They know baby killing is rotten. They have all the evidence they need to know about the hospital, and they have more than enough evidence they need to know about the horrific atrocities that Hamas did in Southern Israel. Uh, 13 days ago. So no, their position, they are evil people. 
because they know perfectly well how evil baby killing is. And that's part of their tears. And they've got all the data they know to know who the bad guys here are. And so all these people calling for a ceasefire are evil, evil. And whatever they deny, which I think Israel has a right to, well, what a question in itself. Does Israel have a right to exist? Well, I never said they don't have a right to exist. Well, then why are you calling for a ceasefire? Obviously, that, that, that those, that's a contradiction right there in terms. They know it's a contradiction. They can't evade that kind of a flat contradiction. All of such people are immoral. All such people are appeasing, encouraging, aiding, and abetting monstrous atrocities. There's no other way of looking at it. By the way, on the Israel having a right to exist, uh, just a, an anecdote that a couple of days ago when the hospital bombing happened uh, or the hospital explosion happened and it was immediately uh, blamed, uh, you know, Israel was blamed and it was said that Israel bombed the hospital. Uh, one of the tweets I saw was from Chris Williamson, a former member of parliament for the Labour Party in the UK, who tweeted, Israel has just forfeited its right to exist. And uh, I I quote tweeted that and said, you know, come on, this is not the moment that you've decided that Israel doesn't have the right to exist. You've always <laughs> thought that you've always been against uh, Israel that's right it. because you want the Middle East to be ruled, not by the one, not the, not in the way that the one country that kind of respects uh, rights to, to a, actually to a much greater degree than, uh, you know, most countries in the world, but by the people who uh, committed the massacre. They, they, that's, that's what these people want. I mean, they can, uh, you know, they, they, whether or not they want it because they're fully uh, supportive of the, the idea of, uh, you know, Islamic uh, uh, theocracy and, uh, or, or, or they're just evil leftists. That's what they want to see. They want to see the types of, uh, of, of uh, massacres that we saw on Saturday. Well, that's exactly it. They like the, they're supporting, they're encouraging, they're falling prey to, they're the useful idiots for Hamas's very policy of propaganda, uh, using our own altruist morality against ourselves, as we've commented so many times on our shows. Uh, that is exactly what they're doing. They're sympathizers with these racist, violent, theocratic monsters. Uh, yeah, you, there are churches and mosques in Israel there are no legal churches and mosques in most of these Islamic states that surround Israel. There's no freedom of expression. There's no freedom of There's religion. There's mosques. There's mosques in those oh, countries. Oh, well, reverse it. How about we put synagogues and churches? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. The reverse, again, again for, forgive me for misstating things. I'm a little upset at my own Congress right now, uh, but they don't. It's there's not symmetry there. Obviously, the only even semi rights respecting country is Israel. There's no freedom of thought, freedom of religion in the surrounding world, much less a sort of representative democracy. Nothing like that exists. Nothing like that exists. It, and it was Israel who was brutally attacked, and they know that, and they're screaming all these crocodile tears that are coming down the face of Rashida Tlaib as she cries, "Baby killer." are a confession on her part, a confession she knows the evil of baby killing, a confession she knows she needed to respond to the horrific baby killing that Hamas did. And yet she's ignoring all of the evidence that is now plainly available to everyone that uh, uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad is responsible for that uh, bombing of the hospital. Um, and it was part of their, in fact, it was part of their aggressive attack. So what they're doing is sympathizing with continued attacks on Israel 
ultimately, and confessing they understand the evil of baby killing. So there's no honest way to square that circle. These people are justifying atrocities on the face of it. They are dishonest, immoral. They are aiding, abetting, and encouraging further atrocities. They want all Jews gone. They won't be happy until the theocrats uh, run the entire region. Yeah, yeah, uh, no um, question about it. So I want to get to uh, at least one of Marvin's two other questions. Actually, I'll, I'll read them in order, but I, uh, the second one I'm particularly interested in your answer to. If we don't get to it today, you will get to it next time James is on the show. Uh, but I also want to thank our, our uh, other super chatters, uh, Nicholas with uh, 10 euros, Gail with $5, um, uh, Wes with $10, Jonathan Honig with $4.99, uh, Catherine with $1.99 says, terrorists are now the victims. What the hell? And um, did I skip anyone? I hope not. Uh, and Marvin's second question was, is the line between stupid and evil the assessment of how honestly mistaken compared to willfully uh, evasive? How should one react to stupid? Well, none of this is stupid. All of it is very smart and calculated from the part of the Congress people and the media people. No, no, stupid is not an excuse for people who are making public assertions in the face of known evidence. And as I say, there's no honest way to resolve the tensions that are obvious in Rashida Tlaib's assertion. This isn't stupid. This is very calculated and intelligent on her part. She knows baby killing is awful, and she she has to cover that that baby killing up with an accusation of other baby killing over here, even if it is obviously factually false. Um, so I no, think this is not stupid. This is evil and dishonest. And so that's what I'm focusing on here. If it were truly just stupid, if it were some teenager who didn't know anything or someone had been living in a cave and didn't have access to the information I do, uh, that would be totally in it. I, I would totally forgive someone, morally speaking, if it were truly total ignorance. I'm afraid, though, that the context of a congresswoman or the New York Times or the BBC, they've got all the evidence they need. They're evading on a massive scale. Uh, they're, or if their knee-jerk response immediately is to believe Hamas, the people who just did that. Now think about this. People who just did such an atrocity, the first thing out of their mouth, you're going to believe. Now imagine that mentality. That is anti-Semitic. That is collectivistic. That is, uh, cannot be intellectually honest. In fact, it's a so, confession, as I say. I, I do think Marvin uh, is, is he means more generally, like when we see this, you know, whether it's the protest, by the way, Marvin, you can put in the regular chat, uh, you know, clarify. Uh, what, but but yeah, generally, let, let me uh, add that uh, kind of generally when you see that uh, again with college kids, in many cases, you said college kids are people living in a cave like people, you know, the college kids are not living in a cave. And, and again, they should know better. I mean, we kind of say young people have an excuse. There's there's a limit to the excuse uh, you have even as a young person in 18. It's not that young. Um, no, no, no. I would have known much better at 18 or 17 or 16, frankly. This is not excusable. And in that sense, and they're university students. No, and it is. But, you know, if I want, if I'm going to give you the comparative blame between an 18 or 19 year old university student and their professors, like that monster at Cornell 
university the other day who was out there mouthing similar uh, nonsense. They have professors, you know, there's a division of opinion within academics. Now, it's true, I'm heartened by some of the academic organizations that I'm aware of, for example, uh, uh, because of my work on creating Christ, for example, I'm associated with the uh, inter- their, uh, Bible conference that's going on among critical scholars in Texas in, uh, next month. They took a very strong stand in favor of Israel. But guess what? A bunch of their members quit or objected these are professors. These are university professors in history and philosophy and theology uh, who quit the uh, most important biblical, uh, critical biblical scholarship conference because it took a stand in favor of Israel. There's a bunch of professors out there teaching your kids, ladies and gentlemen, and are they more to blame than the kids? Of course they are. But look, you're a university student. You have the same information available to you that, you, that they have the same information available to them that you and I do, Rosie. And after an atrocity like what we saw 13 days ago, it was morally incumbent on them to the extent they do think baby killing is bad uh, to find out those facts. And if they're going to blame, if they're going to scream on the one hand about uh, Palestinians being enslaved and occupied and so forth and not consider those facts, again, there's no intellectually honest way to do that. There's no way I can square that circle. These people out there publicly marching and advocating and making speeches in this context, university students included, I think are mostly morally corrupt and to blame. Like I say, I can imagine a situation of extreme ignorance, but in this context, after that atrocity, it's up to you before you open your trap publicly to find out the real facts. Yeah. Um, I want to thank uh, Christopher for the 299 Canadian uh, super chat. Uh, we don't have time to get to Marvin's last question. We will get to it sometime in the next few days. Uh, James, you will be back on the Daily Objective sometime uh, in one of those days. Uh, again, we, we're we're doing weekend episodes as well. So, uh, uh, but we also kind of on some days decide very late what it is we're going to do. And uh, uh, yeah, so that question will be the first first in line next time. James is on the Daily Objective. We are uh late for uh the reality show so thank you james we will start the reality show in a in a minute or so uh thanks and see you back on the daily objective tomorrow bye